0: Praise the Lord, I'm so glad, I'm always glad to share the Word of God, because the Word of God is our spiritual food. When we understand the Word of God, and put it in our hearts, and we begin to live our lives according to the Word, we grow in the things of God, and the Word nourishes us, the Word equips us, amen. Now, the past, um, wow, I think we've been going for about 17 weeks on this subject of Church Powerful, and we've, we've, we've covered a huge amount of, of ground. And uh, we're coming to the end. And uh, we are currently looking at how to make way for more of the anointing and the power of God to flow in and through our lives. Amen. And uh, we started uh, uh, number eight uh, last week, which we are going to continue uh, with today. I, I left you last week with this thought that... Uh, love towards others, which was number two, remember, has to include a willingness to forgive those who sin against us. A willingness to forgive those who sin against us. Matthew six twelve, the words of Jesus, forgive us our sins when he was teaching the Lord's Prayer, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So forgiveness is a very important thing. Uh, in terms of God. Now, there's something that I must share with you this morning so that you can understand why the Lord keeps his manifest presence sometimes away from us, because very often we see God as this softy type of God who accepts anything and forgives everything we do. And there's some truth in that, isn't it? He's a merciful God, slow to anger, ready to forgive. The Bible says so. In Psalm 103, verse 11, it says, As far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. And, and that is, there is no, you can't, you can't measure that. Uh, what, what they're saying is, we will never comprehend the mercy of God towards us. We'll never comprehend. But at the same time, He is also a just God who will not tolerate sin sin forever and disobedience in our lives. Now, the apostle of grace, the apostle Paul, writes in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verses 21 and 22. You see, we've got to understand we can't take a piece of Scripture and forget the other piece. They work together. As much as God is a God of incredible mercy and incredible grace, infinite, in fact, yet at the same time, this is what it says in the book of Romans 11, 21 and 22. It says, For if God did not spare the natural branches, he's talking about the Jewish people, the chosen nation, uh, nation of God, he certainly will not spare you either. Now he's talking to the church. Amen? See, so if he didn't spare the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, he's not going to spare you either. So then Paul says this in verse 22. He says, Consider then the kindness. That's, a, that's another word for mercy. Consider then the kindness and the severity of God. Can you see both there? The mercy and the severity. Both are there. Amen? His severity towards those who fail, but God's mercy towards you. But then he adds the condition. If you continue in his mercy. What is he saying? If you display the same mercy that God displays towards you that you display the same mercy towards those who hurt you, offend you, sin against you. That's what he's saying. He says, otherwise, if you don't do that, you too will be cut off. This mean, says, you know, I didn't say this. Paul said this, the great apostle. So sometimes because we do not understand the importance that God places on a thought or an action in our lives, we think that this thought or action is insignificant to the Lord. But it's not the case. Not always the case. I believe there is a lot of unfinished business sometimes in our lives that become barriers to God's anointing, God's power being released in and through us in the fullness of what God really wants us to to experience. Amen? And we got to deal with these things. It is unfinished business because these issues have not been dealt with. We don't deal with them. We bury them. We, we, sometimes we hang on to them. And they need to be confronted. You can't leave unforgiveness in your heart. you got to deal with it, as we've seen through this teaching. We need to face ourselves and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what is in our hearts, so that we can deal with these hindrances. These are hindrances. They stop the flow of what God wants for us, particularly when it comes to to the manifestation of his power and of his anointing. In the area of mercy, that's another word for forgiveness, actually. When you show mercy to someone, you forgive them. In other words, you don't give them what they deserve. That's what mercy is. You don't give that person what they deserve. They've hurt you. They've offended you. They've done horrible things to you. But you release them. You show them mercy. So in that area, towards those who have abused us in the past and have taken advantage of us, we've got to deal with this unforgiveness, this resentments, this anger. And it's not easy, church. I'm not saying it will happen tomorrow. I'm not saying now because you're a Christian you can do this easily. No. In fact, to be quite honest with you, you won't be able to do it in your own power. But if you, if you don't call on the Holy Spirit, this is what I said in the last, uh, 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 the last preach last week, that you have to be willing to forgive. That's where it begins. I'm not saying you must, begin, uh, you must forgive tomorrow, but you've got to be willing. You've got to start there. You don't say, Holy Spirit, I'm willing. I know it's a Word of God. I know, but I'm struggling. This person hurt me so badly. I'm still struggling. Please help me. Help me forgive them. Help me. Show mercy towards them. Amen. You've got to start somewhere and begin to walk that journey from your heart. Amen. So we are to release these people to the Lord and deal with the grudge, the anger that we have towards them. This is a challenge, church. But it's part of a love walk. You cannot separate, as I said last week, you can't separate forgiveness from the love walk. The two go hand in hand. You can call them Siamese twins. Inseparable. Amen. So the power and the anointing of God will not be manifested in and through our lives if we hang on to ungodly thoughts and feelings towards other people. Got to deal with them. Because, you you know, by the way, when you hold on to unforgiveness in your heart, you're hardening your heart. That's what you're doing. You're hardening your heart. You're developing a hard heart towards certain people. Feelings and thoughts like anger, resentment, retaliation, revenge. All of these things cannot be part of our journey with the Lord. I'm not saying it can't happen in our lives, but we've got to deal with them when they occur. That's what I'm saying. We can't nurture them and keep them. And expect God to use us and release his power and his anointing through our lives. Amen. And it may require a lot of courage, a lot of humility to deal with these things. But the Bible clearly teaches that God will bless those who humble themselves and walk in obedience to his word. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 6 says this. Therefore he says... God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You need you and I need the grace of God. The grace of God is his ability, it's his enablement in us to go beyond what we we cannot do in the natural. You need to call on the grace of God to help you deal with his feelings. Those feelings are normal. I don't want you to feel guilty if you resent somebody or, or, or is angry with someone. Don't feel guilty about it. Deal with it. Deal with it. That's the point. Ask the Spirit Spirit of God to give you the grace to deal with it. Let me ask you this question. We just read the scripture that says God resists the proud. The question is, who are the proud? Who are the proud? It's those who refuse to forgive. And retain resentment and anger towards other people and and are unwilling to let go of it. These are the proud. Amen. So who are the humble? It's those who walk in obedience to God's word. Even when it is tough and are prepared to forgive. These are the humble. So Bible says he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. The word grace, as I said, means the ability, amongst other things. The ability of God is his anointing and his power working in us and through us. Remember, we're dealing with both. First, his power is anointing, working in us, enabling us and through us towards other people. So if I read the scripture correctly, I understand that God gives his power to those who walk in forgiveness and obedience to his word. Amen. That's what this scripture is saying. You know, when I was preparing this message, I felt the Lord is wanting to deal with unfinished business in many people here this morning. And please, as I said earlier on, don't feel guilty. You know, to feel angry, to feel resentful towards certain people is, is, is not a... An abnormal thing for the human being. So don't feel guilty about it. But don't stay there. That's what I'm saying. Don't remain there if you want the the power, the anointing to work in you and through you. Don't stay in that position. Ask your helper, the Spirit of God, to move you on. God is wanting to deal with this in the church in general. Amen. So the question is, who is it that has badly hurt you? Or abuse you in your past? Who is it? That's a question that only you can answer. Are you still resenting them? Are you still angry with them? I know this is very challenging, people of God. It applies to me as well. You know, we are all human. What I want to say to you this morning is you need to let go of your past. And forgive these people and release them to God. Don't wish them harm if you are, if you do, if you did wish them harm. Don't. Don't allow negative emotions to rise in you towards these people. Ask the Spirit to help you not to allow these emotions to to flow in you. Choose to let the past go. You know, the Bible tells us that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5:17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It says, all things have become new. So if all things have become new, in the, uh, become new in your life, when you brought Jesus in, why are you hanging on to your past? Let go of it. Be set free so that the manifest power of God may begin to flow in and through you. And by the way, sometimes you may need counsel in this area. You may need help. Your counselor, the Holy Spirit, and you've got your pastors who are there for you. So if you're struggling, seek counsel. Seek someone to come alongside you. Seek the Holy Spirit so that He can help you and we can help you too. Just let us know. Let, let us work with you through that. Amen. 1 John 1 verse 9. We've got to understand that scripture in the context of what Jesus taught about forgiveness. It says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, says, if we confess our sins, unforgiveness is a sin by the way, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So many Christians think that every time they sin, all they have to do is bring this scripture before the Lord and confess their sin and that's it. It's done. And now there is truth in this. I'm not saying there's no truth in that. Please hear me right. That, But to the degree as we saw earlier on that we also forgive those who have trespassed against us. You can't separate those two scriptures otherwise you're going to take them out of context. Jesus said if you don't forgive your father will not forgive you. So that scripture that says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Has to be connected to the other one. We have a responsibility to forgive us. And then that scripture will work in our lives. Amen. I want this to sink in all of us this morning. We cannot expect God to forgive us unless we have forgiven others as he commands. Sometimes we apply 1 John 1 nine to no avail. Because our hearts are not clear of unforgiveness, of resentment, and all of these things. They're deeply buried in the depths of our memories. You need to call on the one who heals your memory, who heals your emotion. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to bring these to the open. You know, it's difficult to face these things. It may take you days. It may take you to feel bad, to feel horrible. I know that. But you still got to face them so that you can come out of it. So that you can be set free. So that you can walk out of it. And we know the Holy Spirit will do that for you. So I want to leave you with that today. To tell you there is a message of hope. There is a message of hope. You know who that hope is? The Holy Spirit. Wow. Jesus said when you receive the Spirit, you receive power. Power for what? Where is your paraclete? He gives you power to change. He empowers you to deal with all these things that are from the flesh that you struggle with in the natural. He will take you to the place of being able to forgive those who have hurt you badly. Amen. Call upon the Spirit of God and let him come alongside you. Amen. So here is now, as I close today, the eight things. But you've got to remember that as you practice these things, you will open the door and make a greater way for the anointing and the power of God to operate in and through you. The first one is develop your love for God above all things. Number two, develop your love for people. Number three, eat at his table. Number four, walk in the fear of the Lord. Number five, feed on the word of God. Number six, spend time in his presence. Number seven, exercise your faith. And number eight, walk in forgiveness hallelujah church when we walk according to the word of god we become powerful in the spirit amen next week i will end up with i will end this series with a last uh, uh the condition if i can use this uh number nine and we're gonna finish off with that amen Well, we come. We've come to the end of the service now, and uh, I just want to uh, give an opportunity to anyone who is watching, never given your heart to Jesus. To, now is the time for you um, to surrender your life to Jesus. It all begins there. You can't walk in the Spirit without having given your heart to Jesus. Amen. So. I'm going to give you an opportunity today to give your heart to Jesus. Surrender your life to Him. I can tell you from my own experience, been walking with the Lord now for 40 odd years, about 42 years, 43 years. And I've never looked back. It's the best thing I could ever have done in my life. I was 28 years old. I was a young man. Gave my life to Jesus. I've never looked back. It's been the most wonderful journey that I've ever done. And we'll do the same for you. So I want to encourage you this morning to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. It's so simple. He will do the rest for you. He will take you by the hand and lead you into His destiny for your life. Amen. If you're ready for that, all you have to do is just pray this prayer from your heart. Simple. To bring Jesus into your heart. Are you ready for that? Well, just pray after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today as sinner. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask that you come into my heart and give me a new heart of righteousness. Forgive me all of my sins. sins. Cleanse me from my past. I renounce Satan and all works of darkness in my life. And I receive a gift of eternal life today. I acknowledge and receive you as my Lord and Savior from this moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Amen. You know, the Bible says if you prayed that prayer from the bottom of your heart, you are now a child of God. And I can tell you, your life will never be the same again. You are now born again into God's kingdom. We would like to just help you take your first steps we want to send you some materials so if you made that decision today i would like you to click the button on your lives, on your on your screen that says i am a new believer and then give us your name your contact details so that we can reach you all we want to do is help you move forward in your journey with jesus amen you can also post a a note on the chat Say, I'm a new believer. This is my name. This is my phone number. We will follow up on you. Amen. Thank you for taking that step today. You know, the Lord loves you even more than you could ever, ever think. Amen. we praise the Lord.